Huddy William Ledbetter, born in 1888, took the stage name Leadbelly as the folk blues singer who played 12-string guitar and wrote such classics as Midnight Special, Cotton Fields, Goodnight Irene, Bull Weevil, and Rock Island Line. British musician Lonnie Donegan recorded Rock Island Line and became the King of Skiffle, a combination of folk, blues, country, and rock. John Lennon formed a skiffle group, The Quarrymen, in 1956. They later became the Beatles, who impacted an entire generation. So, Lead Belly indirectly influenced an entire culture. But not only was Lead Belly a musical influence on perhaps the most influential pop act of the 20th century, his influence reaches all the way to present day. He wrote the song Scottsboro Boys about nine African-American teenagers accused of raping two white women in 1931 in Alabama. Though a medical examination rendered no evidence of rape and there was no evidence other than the two testimonies of the women, they were assumed guilty. Lynching of black males accused of rape was common. Word quickly spread of the arrest and rape story. Soon a lynch mob gathered at the jail in Scottsboro, demanding the youths be surrendered to them. Sheriff Matt Wan removed his belt and handed his gun to one of his deputies. Then he walked through the mob and the crowd parted to let him through. The sheriff was not touched by anyone. He walked across the street to the courthouse where he telephoned Governor Benjamin Miller who mobilized the Alabama Army National Guard, who escorted the boys to the court. The defendants at this point were not allowed to consult an attorney. They were all found guilty and sentenced to die by electric chair, except for one boy who was only 13. After several trials and retrials reaching all the way to the United States Supreme Court, all of the boys were sentenced either to death or life in prison. Five of them were eventually exonerated. And in 2013, the Alabama legislature cleared the path for posthumous pardons, and the Alabama Board of Pardons and Paroles granted posthumous pardons to Weems, Wright, and Patterson, the only Scottsboro boys who had neither had their convictions overturned nor received a pardon. In the first recording of Lead Belly's song, The Scottsboro Boys, he cautions black people traveling in the South to best stay woke. And that is the origin of the term woke. In 2014, the Black Lives Matter movement revived the term woke in the aftermath of the police shooting of Michael Brown. Since then, it has been used to describe activism about racism, white privilege, toxic masculinity, cultural appropriation, LGBT rights, climate change, cancel culture, and critical theory and education, often resorting to intolerance, censorship of opposing views, and social media bullying. The woke agenda includes paying reparations to African Americans, that is, 
money from the taxes of people who were never slave owners given to people who were never slaves. Believing any allegation of sexual misconducts or abuse and ruining the lives of potentially innocent men without evidence. Remember the hashtag MeToo movement? Allowing transgender individuals who identify as women into women's bathrooms and spas, including in the presence of young girls. Allowing men who identify as women to compete in sports intended for women. Excessively regulating companies and businesses in the name of climate change. Firing people from their jobs for comments made online or offline sometimes years ago. Americans are becoming increasingly tired and frustrated by these practices and are fighting back with their wallets. Here are some examples of companies going woke and going broke. In 2019, Gillette ran a pre-Super Bowl commercial entitled, Is This the Best a Man Can Get? Calling Out Toxic Masculinity. But Gillette's main target audience is men, the very audience that they attack. After the ad, Gillette experienced an $8 billion cash write-down. The 2021 Major League All-Star Game was forced to move out of Atlanta because of Georgia's new voting laws. Joe Biden applauded the move. Cobb County Travel and Tourism Bureau estimates that moving the game cost the city $100 million, and it was the second least watched All-Star game of all time. Ironically, the festivities included a posthumous tribute to Henry Aaron, who had played in Atlanta. What a tragedy. Target received major pushback after it was revealed stores were selling special bathing suits for transgender people that were tuck-friendly, with the suit located directly across from LGBT clothes for children. The retailer was also selling a collection, including designs from designer Aproban, which state, Satan loves you. Satan respects pronouns and cure transphobia, not trans people. Their statement was, LGBT people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will, so fine, we'll hang with Satan instead. As a result, Target lost $9 billion. Bed Bath & Beyond filed bankruptcy after canceling my pillow, coincidence? I think not. In April of 2023, Bud Light partnered with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney to promote Bud Light, which has always been popular in the American South among conservatives, rednecks, and right wingers. According to CBS. Sales of Bud Light have been down 23% compared to last year, and its stock has also been downgraded. According to Newsweek, Anheuser-Busch stock value dropped as much as $4 billion since the controversy. Ben & Jerry's ice cream faced backlash when they tweeted, The United States was founded on stolen land. 
This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. This comes after the company stirred controversy by aligning with the BDS or Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions movement and refusing to sell its product in occupied Palestinian territory. Even the Biden administration vocally opposes BDS for unfairly singling out Israel. Of course, Democrats Rashid Tlaib and Ilhan Omar voiced strong support of BDS. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. People have been boycotting Ben and Jerry's. Stocks have fallen. New York supermarket chain Morton Williams Limited Sales and Kosher Glad Express Supermarket ceased carrying their products. As for land belonging to indigenous people, one person tweeted, Ben and Jerry's corporate office is in South Burlington, Vermont, home of the Abikanaki people. There are 3,200 of them still residing in the area. Ben and Jerry's give them back their land. Another tweeted, Amount Ben and Jerry's has donated to Native American reparations. Zero dollars, zero acres, zero services. Now on to Hollywood. Before Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was released, clips were leaked in which Indy tells Nazi-turned-Nassau scientist Voller, You stole it. Voller replies by pointing out that Indy stole it next. Then Jones' goddaughter, Helena Shaw, chimes in to say, And then I stole it, and adds, It's called capitalism. Shaw also tells Jones that he stole from indigenous people. Those two brief lines had people accusing Disney of being woke and that the film was pushing a woke message. It debuted July 4th, the same day as Sound of Freedom, a film about sex trafficking, which Disney had shelved for five years until Angel Studios repurchased it. Dial of Destiny cost $295 million to make, while The Sound of Freedom cost only $14.5 million. Opening day weekend, Dial made $11.7 million, while Sound of Freedom made $14.2 million. It's likely that fans were put off by the previous Indiana Jones film, and then aging Harrison Ford cashing in on a tired character, and the absence of Steven Spielberg at the helm. But the slightest hint of wokeism hurt it before it was out of the gate. Speaking of Disney, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, said Disney's woke agenda was to blame for the theme park's lack of ticket sales. Park attendance is lower now than it was in 2019, before the COVID pandemic. DeSantis and the entertainment giant have been embroiled in an ongoing battle over issues related to sex and gender identity education in schools. The Walt Disney Company spoke out against the Florida Parental Rights in Education Law in 2022. Conservatives supportive of DeSantis have been pushing for a boycott of the parks and the company's streaming platform. Since March 2021, Disney stock has plummeted. The company has lost nearly $900 million on recent movies. 
according to a recent analysis, and Disney's streaming services are losing more than a billion dollars per quarter. Strange World features the first openly LGBTQ teenage Disney character. Lightyear featured a gay kiss. Elemental has a non-binary character. A live-action version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves has already been tagged as Snow Woke and the Politically Correct Magical Creatures. Sometimes we need to make sacrifices for conscience' sake. I have followed sports all of my life. I've even had season tickets for some teams. But when the NFL and NBA backed those who disrespect the flag and my country, I quit watching and attending their games. Players and coaches have the right to express their opinions, and I have the right to not attend their games or watch them on TV. I grew up on Disney, and I would love to watch The Mandalorian, but I have made a choice not to visit their theme parks, subscribe to the Disney Channel, or pay for and watch their movies which push a woke agenda. This can be a difficult choice. Disney owns ABC, which owns ESPN, so I do not watch either of those channels. I will not shop at Target, even if they have a better price on an item I want. If you are tired of all this woke agenda and political correctness, maybe it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Vote with your pocketbook. Sometimes where you don't give your money is as important as where you give it. This is Jim Barrier for World News Brief.